Putting on God's armor. I've always been kind of an edgy dresser. My college friends still remember my teal harem pants and matching vest that I wore with my Adolfo pillbox hat. What can I say? I was ahead of my time. In the time of COVID, I've continued to dress and put on makeup most days for a variety of reasons. But most people are content to wear their sweats and dress shirts with unseen underwear or shorts to their Zoom meetings. I'm not here to judge. Whoever thought fashion would regress rather than evolve in the age of boxed outfits and shows like Say Yes to the Dress and Runway to Reality. In actuality, must-have items we need for our wardrobes right now revolve around the armor of God. Now more than ever, we need God's protection. Protection gives a pandemic panache to the armor of God that we should be wearing every day. You can read extensively about the whole armor of God in Ephesians 6, 10-18. I will just highlight some of the must-have items here and add a couple of additional garments I feel are helpful in these troubling times. Let's start with the belt of truth. That's going to need some elastic to accommodate your pandemic weight gain. Then there's the breastplate of righteousness and the shield of faith. Maybe you can find a couple of those that double as masks and can take you to the grocery store with relative ease. And let's not forget the helmet of salvation. That might come in handy as you cover up those gray hairs in areas where salons have not reopened for color services. All kidding aside, we need God's protection more than ever in these challenging times. Another accessory that could really come in handy are the sandals of service. I'm thinking Birkenstocks, so comfy, and something John the Baptist might have worn. We might as well be comfortable when we are working at the food bank. One garment I want to make sure I've got at the ready is my garment of praise. I looked up garments of praise. It talked about how historically they are the opposite of the sackcloths that are used for mourning. Are you at home in mourning in your sweatsuit? Take it off. Put on something clean and brightly colored. Play some praise music. I'm not kidding. This is your action step in the coming days. In Isaiah 61.3, we read about the garment of praise as an anecdote to the spirit of heaviness. Can I tell you that in the days and times of COVID that I have felt despondent, I have listened to Beautiful Day by Jamie Grace, and it's lifted me right out of my pity party. I love how she challenges us to get our worship on. Are you ready to get your worship on? Every day can be beautiful when we dress for battle and adorn ourselves with garments of praise. We can always find beauty in every day when we thank and praise Him for all He's done for us. And I'd like to share with you an excerpt from my first book in my devotion trilogy, Cultural Camouflage, Putting on the Armor. Though a filter is required to navigate images and words, it's no match for Satan himself. We need to make sure our high-caliber filter is paired with the armor of God for optimal protection. If we are called on to explain our intolerance for a matter which is spelled out clearly in the Bible but not commonly accepted in today's tolerant society— we need to make sure we are protected for battle. Satan would love nothing more than to undermine your points to anyone seeking truth, whether truth is delivered by you or sought after from another source. But he is also keen on toppling your convictions in the process. Just as we would not engage in combat or play a sport without protective equipment, we are not to blindly step into cultural conflict without our armor. What exactly is the armor of God? It is God's protection for our whole lives. We are outfitted at the waist with truth. He gives us a breastplate of His righteousness and footwear adorned with the gospel of peace. We have a shield of faith to protect us from Satan's arrows 
and the helmet of salvation to protect our mind. Finally, God outfits us with the sword of the Spirit, which is the precious Word of God. Doug Batchelor, in his article, The Armor of God, lays out the high-stakes face-off with Satan in this manner. The battleground for this intensely spiritual struggle is not some piece of earthly real estate. It is the human heart. Our very souls are at stake, and without the armor of God, we don't stand a chance. Satan has a wide-open target without any real defense mechanisms in place. Determination and willpower cannot hold a candle either to God power or that of Satan, who is a wily adversary and a force to be reckoned with. We are told in James 4-7 to submit ourselves to God so that we may resist the devil and flee from him. True protection involves using God's armor intentionally and consistently. Both require discipline and consistency. To be protected one day by praying for the armor of God and not another because we forget to ask is like leaving ourselves vulnerable. If only our bodies would emit a reminding buzzer when we forget like our cars do when we forget to buckle our seatbelts. Sadly, when we forget to put on the armor of God, we might only be reminded of our neglect when we view the damage done. Getting alone with God to meditate on His Word, acknowledging His sovereignty and our dependency, thanking Him for His blessings, and petitioning Him for help and guidance, all these lay the groundwork for battle dressing. And the keys to kingdom living are... Seeking the protection of God's armor intentionally and consistently is the best defense against sin and temptation. And the doorpost is, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Ephesians 6, 11. Thank you for tuning in today to his GPS for your SOS. Cindy also posts encouragement daily on Instagram. Her first two books in her Planned Door Devotion Trilogy are available on Amazon. Her bi-monthly blogs can be found at cindyyorks.com.